at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. That's right. It's Monday night. It's not Monday morning, but because of uh, family comes first, grandkids uh, introduced into Beta Club. Had to do that this morning, guys. Anyway, hey, we're going to talk about a little bit of NASCAR. Get ready for Homestead this weekend. I'll be there. Actually, leaving Wednesday. Should be there uh, Thursday afternoon. We're going to hang out at Red 38. We'll have Bill on probably tomorrow night. Uh, We're all in for this weekend, guys. I'm going to be doing a lot of lives on TikTok. Don't don't do them on Facebook because not a whole lot happens over there. It's like the phone book. How many times y'all used the phone book in the last week or month? You don't no more. So, guys, hey, uh, we're going to cover a little bit of the winners, the pole setters at Vegas. That's what Monday mornings were all about. Got Josh Berry sitting on the pole there for the Las Vegas and the Xfinity right, Series. We are joined by your pole setter for tomorrow's race, Josh Berry, driver of the number eight Chevrolet for Junior Motorsports. If you have a question, raise your hand, and we'll get you a wireless mic. We'll start you. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Josh, um, how key is it for you guys to have the speed here this weekend and just finish these four races strong with JRM? Yeah, I know it's, um, you know, it's really important to, you know, obviously all my, our team, myself, um, just with the, you know, the amount of time that I've been at Junior Motorsports, you know, we obviously, we had hoped that this year would have went better uh, than it has, you know, at least when it comes to the championship side of things. But, um, yeah, we're still really hungry to go to Victory Lane. We've had, um, you know, we've got a lot of speed lately. We've been qualifying really well. We've been fast in practice. You know, we just kind of got to put the pieces together in in the race to, uh, you know, finally win. I mean, I feel like we've been close a number of times this year and just haven't put the pieces together. So tomorrow is as good a day as any to do that. But, yeah, to circle back, yeah, I mean, it's it's really important for us to try to end this the best we can and, you know, owe a lot to Junior Motorsports for, um, you know, over a decade, right? So we, we definitely want to try to end this on a positive note. But if we don't, we've had a lot of success over the time, so it'll be all right, too. We'll go, Justin. Since you're kicking the tires, Josh, um, a lot of fans who may have not followed the sport for long may not realize all your experience in stock car racing from the Cars Tour and now the Xfinity Series, but really just two full-time seasons and then a third, mostly full-time, already in Cup. One, do you still have to kind of pinch yourself that you're going to Cup full-time next year, or are you just kind of more focused right now on finishing out? Um, what's what's kind of been these past couple of years for you? Well, I mean, it's been a huge change um, from, you know, basically three years removed, right? Like we are chasing after the the weekly series, national championship, um, cars tour racing, late model stock racing all over the East Coast. It's definitely been a huge transition in the last few years. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, just really thankful for the last couple of years and, and, and all the amazing uh, experiences I've had at Junior Motorsports, right? We just, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun to be able to go through this together with them. And yeah, I mean, even, you know, the cup side of things, it's starting to feel a little more real for sure to uh, prepare for that prepare for that transition um you know i was thinking 
you know, this week, right? Like this was kind of the spearhead of the, you know, the, the injury to Chase. And I remember coming in here and just, just go, kind of reliving that, coming back here, you know, just how much has changed for me even since. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to think about the last few weeks of the season. But like I said, we're really focused on, on our performance and, and hopefully winning a race or two or three or four, how many ever we can get in these last four. We'll go in the back. And then we'll come up front. Hi, Josh. Adam Carabine from RacingRefresh.com. Um, do you find it harder to kind of find some motivation for these last four races now, knowing where you're going next year, and also now that your car is out of the playoffs? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I've well, all of us, right? It, all of us are put put our heart and soul into this stuff to try to be successful, right? And every time we come here, we want to to be competitive and compete for wins. So. I think obviously the scenario, yeah, we would love to still be in the playoffs, but you know it just wasn't in the cards for us this year. Um, I don't really think that performance-wise, I def most definitely think that we're a, you know, we're a round of eight team. We were basically in the top five in points all year. We just never won, but um, yeah, so it's you know it stings a little bit. But I mean, ultimately in the first round we wrecked out twice and and just didn't have the buffer in playoff points or whatever to advance. But the motivation's definitely still there for all of us. Um, all the guys on my team, right, we're trying to soak up as much as this we can these last four weeks. And, and we've had speed, and we know we can win. So we just got to put the pieces together and do it. And, and that'll be. And I feel like tomorrow is a good chance. We'll go to the front. Tom Zaleski, I'm trying to today. Josh, you've won here before. Um, a couple of years ago, I think. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But knowing that you have a potential, knowing everything that's happened to you as far as Chase's injury, Winning here before having the experience and getting and and, and with Cup on the horizon now for real. Any thought? Any thoughts on going out? Going out tomorrow and winning again? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for us for sure. Um, you know that we know the conditions will be different tomorrow than what we had today. Um, but like I said, yeah, we we won this race. You know, the last two years, um, so we feel really confident. Each one of those has been, you know, a good bit different condition. So I think we're prepared for what we need. And, and Junior Motorsports builds really fast race cars here. So that, that helps a lot. Um, Hendrick Motorsports has been giving us really strong engines really, really all season long. So, I mean, we got all the pieces in, in place to, to go after the win tomorrow. We just got to, you know, it's just kind of execute and do the right things and make the right decisions and be there when it counts. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, you know, I'm all about in the staying in the present right here um you know i most definitely want to want to win really bad for this group you know i've uh you you become a family racing with these guys week in and week out right so um you know the emotions of that even you know just uh, uh, to be you know moving apart and knowing that we're not going to be doing this together again you know there's some emotion there that yeah i mean it just makes us all really hungry to want to win right for sure i mean i've learned a long time ago that um you know, you prepare to win, you know, you prepare for every race the same, whether you're racing at Hickory or Las Vegas or, you know, few and far between different places. So, um, yeah, just uh, excited for tomorrow. I think we have a good car. I think we can get after it. We'll go to the far left. Josh, over here. Obviously, I know your focus is to win, and uh, what better place to win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway? You've won here multiple times, including an occasion where you placed an injured Michael in that. Now you have the pull. Where do you rank Las Vegas Motor Speedway on circuits you like to visit? 
Yeah, no, it's definitely a <clears throat> it's definitely a favorite of mine. I think you know, the Xfinity cars race so well here um, with all just the multiple grooves, and and I'm sure we'll see that tomorrow once the once the track gets rubbered in and it heats up. You know, I think there's a lot of options as a driver to to race, and um, yeah, it just seems like the the fall race seems to fit me a little better. It's usually hotter and slick and a little bit more of maybe my style, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just been a good racetrack for us. You know, a lot of credit goes to the, the company and the 18 for building fast cars. You received the nod this year to fill in for an injured Chase Elliott for the yes. Cup side. Yeah. What are the biggest differences you notice between the Xfinity and Cup cars here at Las Vegas? I mean, there's just a long list of differences between, you know, the Cup and Xfinity car now. Um, you know, it's just a totally different experience, right, to, to drive that car. It's obviously, um, you know, you see it seems harder to kind of bounce back and forth between the two. So, um, you know, they're just they're just different, right? I mean, that, that's just they're fundamentally just completely different race cars, and they just kind of have to attack them and approach them different, and, and that's something that, you know, I'm still learning and we're still learning. Um, you know, when I got out of the 48, um, I, you know, really at that point was when I felt like I started to kind of get my arms wrapped around it just a little bit. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're excited for that, but we're going to try to win tomorrow first. Do we have any additional questions? All right. Thank you, Josh. Good luck tomorrow. All right. Josh Berry leaving Dale Earnhardt Jr. and moving over into the Ford family, guys. Uh, He's driving, going to drive that fast forward there, freaking four, forward, four, forward. We'll see how that turns out this time next year. We'll know how that all shakes out. But, guys, hey, bringing on the winner of the Xfinity race in Vegas, first-time winner, congratulations to Riley Herbs. Really, Riley needed this win. Uh Comes at a good time for Riley and, and the sponsors, man. Congratulations again to Riley Hertz. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started with our post-race media availability. We're now joined by Riley Herbst, driver of the number 98 Stuart Haas Racing Ford. Riley, your first NASCAR Xfinity Series win comes here at your home track, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Just walk me through the emotion. We just beat everybody in the playoffs, trying to go to Phoenix. They all brought their best stuff, and we whooped them by, by 10 seconds. So, um, yeah, everybody said I can't do it, couldn't do it, won't win, not good enough. And I just thought I would just beat them. So I'm pretty happy with myself, happy with Stuart Haas Racing for sticking behind me. Um, this is a, a huge weight off my shoulders. Um, it's just I'm so relieved to be here in Victory Lane um, and in my home city. Congratulations. We are now going to go to questions. We'll start here in the front with Jerry. Jerry Jordan King on the tire side net. Okay, so you put a whooping on the field, but at any point in those closing laps, did you think, oh, my car's messing up. I'm missing, something's missing. I've got a tire that's a little looser. You know, were you nervous at all? Were the gremlins going through your mind? Uh, I was only concerned about a caution. Um, I didn't want something funny to happen, but then at that same point, I, I knew that I couldn't control other people's race cars. I couldn't control debris. I just had to focus on hitting my marks, being consistent, um, and if there was a caution, we we're going to have to race them at the end, and if I would have finished second, third, tenth, whatever, I knew that I, I would have done the best out to my ability, and that's what I did today, so I wasn't too focused on what could have happened. I just kind of tried to take it one corner at a time. Obviously in your hometown, so what's this uh, party going to be like tonight? Pretty spectacular. 
fans where at? We're going downtown. We're going to watch my Trojans beat up on Notre Dame, um, and then we're, uh, we're going to go drink. All right, we're going to go next to Bob Pockers. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. So what was the difference today? I don't know. Um, I feel like all year, as much as you guys will, might shake your head, but I feel like all year we've shown this brilliance of speed, and either we've messed up on pit road, I've overstepped my boundaries, I've hit the fence, I've been wrecked, um, and I feel like today none of that just happened. I feel like <laughs> I came here last year and ran 15th, right? Came here today, won by 10 seconds. I did not drive any different, and I feel like that is the biggest thing that is a misconception in this sport with drivers from the top to the bottom in all the series, I, I just didn't become that much of a better race car driver to beat the best Xfinity field in a long time at Vegas by 10 seconds when last year I could barely hold my weight to be in the top 10. So I feel like everything has to go right, and um, you just have to continue to believe in yourself and be confident. Zach, and then to Tom. Hello, NASCAR.com. Riley, congratulations. Um, you talked about the weight that's been lifted off, off of you. How much of a toll has this year taken on you, just the ups and downs that have come with it? Because you, talk, you talked about the, the speed that you guys have shown at times um, to go through those ups and downs and now to be on the other side of it with, with you know, celebrating here. Um, what's this, this been like for you? I think the biggest thing is, is when people aren't around, um, when you don't finish well and you go home by yourself, um, you go to dark places, to be honest with you, and you, you start to question yourself and, um, that's all that falls back on foundation, and you have to have good people around you. Um, and for a while in my career, I didn't. Um, and I'd start to question myself and, and wonder if I could do this. Um, but whenever I was down, I, I would get a call from somebody at Monster um, knowing that they believed in me, and they told me that they supported me no matter what, through the ups and downs. Um, when a lot of people didn't support me, there was a few people who did. Um, that was Monster Energy and obviously my parents. So um, some teams didn't support me either. Um, and I'm very grateful to everybody at SHR, Greg Zipidelli, for that seven up to the plate when I didn't really have a place to go. Um, and, and they took me in, and they knew that they could polish me and work with me and, and help me grow be, to become the person I am. And there's still so much growth for me to become, and um, hopefully I can stay at SHR for a long time to come. Okay, we're going to go to Tom and then to uh, Justin. Tom Zaleski, Iron County today. Riley, I hate to correct you at first, but it was 15 seconds that you won by Perfect. the day. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> um, but with this, you passed Cole in the final, final lap of, the, of stage two to win, and then no, there weren't any yellows in that final stage. Are you radio silent? Are you trying not to, stay, not to get too nervous? Anybody else in your ear at that point? How is that final stage unfolding for you as your lead yeah. is getting wider? It was really odd. I, I truly wasn't too nervous because I, I knew I was doing the best of my capability, like I said earlier. And if there was a caution, I was just going to take it at face value. We were probably going to come down and get tires, and we we're going to have to go race them. Um, but I knew once I passed the double zero there on the final lap in stage two, I knew we had a shot at it. Um, it was just a matter of everything went well and we executed correctly, um, and ultimately we did. But um, I, like I said, I was just taking it lap by lap. Um, they were telling me to back up my pace. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, I'm not good enough to back up my pace. I'm just going to go until um, a caution or the, the checkered flag comes out. And luckily, that's what happened. All right, we'll go to Justin. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in victory lane, there was a 100 banner or 100th. Um, what, 
what was that? Yeah, Stuart Haas Racing, 100th win, Riley Herbst. You ever thought that would happen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All you guys are laughing, huh? Yeah, Riley Herbst, 100th win for Stuart Haas Racing. So that will, uh, that will be in the history books. And um, like I said, I'm so grateful for everybody at that organization. Um, through all the ups and downs, they've been behind me, and um, I love it. So you just mentioned it. It's in the history books. So not only is this your first career win, but you got them 100. Like, that's your name. Like, how does that feel, or do you have to, is that something that you're going to be better answered on Monday or something? I don't know. It's cool. Um, like I said, I, I'm just over the moon here. Uh, I've worked so hard just to be in this sport to, to try to prove myself and to continue to stay. And then when you miss the playoffs and this caliber of equipment, um, albeit crew chief change, Rex, whatever it is, you still miss the playoffs. That's what it boiled down to. Um, that was a huge failure in my book. Um, but I, I walked in the garage with your head down every race weekend just being embarrassed. But my guys, Davin and the 98 team, had faith in me, and they told me we were going to win before this year's out, and, and we did. So um, I'm just so in debt to all those guys. Uh, second question. We, I asked you a couple weeks or a few weeks ago before you made the announcement of what you're doing next year, but all the questions of are you going to go to Cup, what are you going to do, and you said you don't want to go to Cup, you want to win an Xfinity first. That's your top priority. Yep. That box checked. What's, what's next? Well, I've signed my contract for Stuart Haas Racing in the Xfinity Series next year. Um, and even after today, I'm not where I want to be. I don't think I can strap up with the best of them on Sunday and try to go win races. Um, I, I can go to the garage and go run mid-20s to 30s in a cup car, but that, I, I don't know. That's not really what I want to do for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. So I want to be the best I can be, um, hone my craft, and when I feel like I'm to the caliber of cup drivers and when the people around me feel like I'm to the caliber of the best guys on Sunday, I feel like we'll make that jump. I'm going to go next to Michael Massey in the middle here. I see French stretch. Uh, you talk about the cup side, but, you know, a few weeks ago, you almost won that race at Talladega. You were in the picture there at Talladega. Um, you, you, did, you ran well in the races you did. Did those boost your confidence at all to where, you know, you, could, you can do this in Xfinity? If you can almost do it in cup, you could definitely get the job done in Xfinity. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a kind of well, a little bit two questions there. I, like I said, I, I knew I could do this in the Xfinity Series um, if everything happened correctly, um, and, and that happened today. And with the Cup race, I was so fortunate to get that opportunity, the, the four races this year, and I truthfully felt like I made the most of those opportunities with two top tens out of them. But on the flip side of the coin, those are plate tracks. Um, it's not coming here to the mile and a half in a Cup car, which is a totally different animal. So... Um, hopefully I get some more opportunities on different types of tracks next year, and we'll see where we stack up um, against the best of them. But like I said, I'm just focused on the Xfinity Series, re-sign there. Um, hopefully we can go battle for a championship next year, and hopefully this win will take us to Phoenix next year. Brent, all the way to the left. Congratulations, Riley. Sharon from Fan for Racing. And um, I'm wondering if there was a pivotal moment at SHR that you knew things were turning around and this was coming. We've seen it coming for a while, but was there a pivotal moment for you? Uh, there, was a, there was a bunch of pivotal moments, um, a lot of grounding moments, a lot of hard discussions with 
um, Kevin Harvick, with my old crew chief, Richard Boswell. Um, and then right when I thought the, the train was rolling in the right direction and being as close as I ever was to win a race, um, my crew chief was got promoted to the Cup Series, um, and, and I felt like it was just, just over. I was really down on myself and um, just kind of gave up. And then this guy named Davin came down from the Cup side and, and told me we were going to go win races in our first race. We finished second at Nashville, and um, from there on out, I, I knew um, – Life was back in me, back in the 98 team, and um, Davin's just been just been a savior to, to me and my family and, and his 98 team to get us to Victory Lane. All right, and my second question is, how much has it meant to you to have Cole Custer as a teammate this year? You guys have been racing forever, <laughs> and now you're teammates at Stuart Haas Racing. The rising tides raise all ships. So um, when Cole came over, I, I knew it was going to have to elevate me to the best of my ability, and I felt like it did the first six, seven races in the Xfinity Series this year. Um, we were the points leader at Richmond, um, and then the wheels just kind of fell off of our season. So um, yesterday I thought Cole was the best car in practice. I really studied his data, talked to him a little bit, and uh, I think Davin made tremendous adjustments overnight and throughout the race to, to get us to a race-winning car, and um, we ended up in Virgil Lane. Let's go to Trey in the middle. Um, Trey Campbell here with uh, 790 at Houston. Uh, what can you say about how the tires kind of fell off? It was a majority green flag type of race, but was it sort of a calm, tame type of race for you, or was, how was, was there any, like, sort of uh, worry about the... Uh, I, I mean, the tires fell off, like, uh, typically here at Las Vegas, just... Um, one and two get shaded as the race goes on, so you tend to get a little bit tighter over down there, and the sun beats down on three and four, so you get loose over there, and it's, a, it's the balance of maintaining your car between both ends, and um, just you lose grip as you run, and I think we ran a 50-lap run there at the end, so we were all kind of slipping, sliding around, and uh, just hanging on. What are you drinking tonight, by the way? Uh, probably some Beast, probably then about midnight, then we're going to go to just Vodka Monster. Have fun. All right, let's come here in the middle back. Uh, Crystal Clay Racing, Refresh.com. Um, we saw you embrace your mother and shed a few tears, so I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts about or what your thought process was while you were actually shedding those tears and if she shared any words of encouragement or any words at all at that moment. I mean, yeah, when you're in your darkest days, there's nobody around you besides your mom, um, and that's her job, and she was the best at it. There was many times when... Um, getting emotional now, but there's many times when you just don't know, um, and she's the only one there to, to pick you up, and um, I wouldn't be here without her. Let's come over here to the far right. Yeah, you know the Rebel Report. Riley, how many friends and family members did you have out here witnessing your first NASCAR Xfinity Series win at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway? We had 60. Um, some in the suite upstairs, and then uh, we had about 20 in the Blackjack Club right above us, um, and then probably about 10 or so down on the pit box. So um, big family affair, friends, some executives from Monster were here. So all in all, just really good timing for everything. I want to ask you about your city, Las Vegas. I mean, it's growing exponentially in the sports department. We see the Raiders, Golden Knights, the Formula One weekend. What is your take on all of this? It's awesome. Uh, 
this city is, this has given my family everything from my great-grandfather down to me. So um, just to be embraced by the fans on the front straightaway after winning is, is awesome. And to see this town just grow with sports um, from me to the Bush brothers to the Raiders to the Knights winning a cup last year, hopefully an NBA team, MLB team coming soon. So um, it's really cool, and hopefully it keeps growing. Mitchell Brewer, Black Hat Sports. Riley, we often see teams after they miss the playoffs kind of just fade into obscurity. How important was it for you for that not to be the case with this 98 team and to go out and show that, hey, even though we're not in the title contention, we can still get this job done any week? It's pivotal because um, I missed the playoffs during contract negotiations, during sponsor negotiations. So if I were to just go out there and kind of roll over, um, who knows what would have happened. Um, and now this just helps everything. Winning, winning cures everything. Let's come up front here to Cole and then back to Bob. Cole Cusimano with the Arizona Republic. Uh, Tom pointed out your margin of victory, nearly 15 seconds, only 10 cars in the lead lap. I know it's your first win, but you made it look really easy. Did it feel easy in the car? I guess how was your, your drive today? No, it was kind of a handful. Um, the bumps, I feel like every fall get significantly bigger. Um, you don't really feel them in the springtime. Um, I was so loose down in three and four with the sun, um, and I was screaming there a little bit in the first stage, but Davin told me everybody's screaming. It's just got to be better than the, the next guy and be extremely disciplined. Um, and so I just kind of shut up and try to be disciplined. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. On your radio, you started thanking people and telling people you loved them, like, with a lap to go. And so I'm curious, like, did you – and they were like, hey, you still have one more lap. So I'm curious, did you know you still have one more lap, or did you think the race was Well, every, every about five laps, my spotter would give me an interval, um, and so I was just dead silent. And then once I took the white, I was like, he told me 15 and a half, and I was like, okay, like, I, can, I can do four corners as long as if there's a caution comes out, we're going to win. So that's when I kind of – I knew it was over once the white. Any additional questions? Okay, we'll come up. Hi, Alex Edelman, The Atlantic. Uh, I'm just wondering if you could sum it up. What's, what are you going to take away from today? Um, that hard work always pays off. Um, that's, that's what my grandfather told me and my cousins when we were young kids, um, and it, it showed today. Extreme, work extremely hard, and you get extremely lucky, and I, I've worked really hard for this opportunity um, I've earned this opportunity, and uh, now I got to capitalize on it. All right, we're going to go to Dom, and then we're going to finish with Zach. Dominic Cotter going with the racing experts and ESPN Radio Albuquerque. First career win. When you think back on this race, then at some point down the line, what do you think is going to stand out the most to you about it? Um, that I was, I, I don't know, that I would just, was very relaxed. I felt calm all weekend um, from strapping in the car yesterday in practice and making the first lap. I knew it was pretty good. I didn't think it was 15 seconds to win by good. Um, like I mentioned, I thought our teammate was a little bit better. Um, but I also take back just you got to continue to work hard, and that's what we did overnight, studied some data. David made some good changes and um, executed today. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I'm Curious, coming to the end of stage two there, getting past Cole for the stage win, was there ever a thought of, 
hey, let him have this point given the playoff situation, or was that, <laughs> I got to no. go now? <laughs> no. No. It's uh, it, me and Cole are our best of friends, but I'm not going to give him a playoff point. Uh, trust me, I heard it. He's only won one stage, and it was at a super speedway at Atlanta, and I was I was going to put the bumper to him for a stage win just so I could get a stage win on a mile and a half. Um, yeah. No. All right, Riley, thank you so Thanks, much for guys. coming in. Congratulations. Riley is not giving nothing away. I don't blame him. It's too hard to earn. But uh, congratulations to Riley. Look, guys, because uh, of time restraints, Christopher Bell wins the pole for Vegas. I mean, he, I don't, he's, he, he can, he's fast. He's fast in, in qualifying. But to bring it home, what makes it count? Kyle Larson comes in, which puts Kyle in the final four in Phoenix. Let me remind you, we'll be at Phoenix. So make sure that you tuned in on my social media site, especially uh, TikTok. We'll be doing lives from Phoenix. So uh, looking forward. First, One of my first adventures out is going to be up to Rattlesnake Hill. So get ready, folks. Uh, this one's 48 minutes, so sit back, relax, and enjoy it. And have your attention here in the media center. We are now joined by NASCAR Hall of Famer and Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon. Uh, with the number five Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, Jeff, congratulations on the victory today. That five car and Kyle had speed all day, but also uh, a lot of resilience. Uh, walk us through the race from your perspective. Yeah, I don't know where to begin. It, it certainly uh, looked looked like you know they were the class of the field at one po point, and then you know it looked like Bell was, and um, you know then Keselowski came in there. I mean, it was uh, it was a great battle, a great race, really, and. Uh, you know, I just I thought it sounded to me like Kyle was loose at the beginning, so they're I think they made one pretty major adjustment. They lost a little track position there, but it was in an effort to tighten the car up, and it definitely did. It's just they probably lost a little more track position than they, than they would have have liked. So just trying to watch them get that back, and you know the the restarts were intense, and and then you know that time when Kyle got loose off of two. I mean. You could just tell he's working really hard. Sometimes you don't know how hard these guys are working, how on edge these cars are until something like that happens and reminds you just just uh, how hard they're pushing. But, um, you know, great job to him to, to keep it out of the wall and keep them in the race. Uh, I thought that might be the end of their day. And uh, I didn't know what the damage was on the right rear. Usually even that slight damage has an effect on the performance. But it seemed like their car was bounced right back. And then, uh, you know, it was a total team effort because of that last pit stop, I thought that um, that was a great stop to get him out front. And of course, still had to battle it out on those restarts. But, um, yeah, that was, was good. My gosh, what, what a nail-biter on those last few laps. I was, I was sweating that one. <laughs> you saw Bell really working that outside lane and making some great momentum off the corner. And, and um, you know, just, just didn't seem like there was a whole lot Kyle could do other than just stick to his line, and, and, and then they made contact. So wasn't even sure when they were coming to the line if it was going to work out that way, but it did. So it was a great day, and great to, you know, capture this win, get them to, to Phoenix for the championship. That's, that's huge. Um, for us at Hendrick, still more work to do. Got to get the 24 in there. Um, rough day for Chase on the owners. So, you know, we got some work to do there, too, over the next couple of weeks.
Okay, we'll open the floor for questions. We're going to start here with Jeff, and we'll go to Justin. I tried to answer as many of your questions right there in my opening statement. Uh, no kidding. You tell me. I, 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 meant, I saw they, had, they were up, you know, and they looked strong to start, and then what happened? I don't know. I'm, listen, there may be some Cleveland Brown fans in here, so I'm not going to disrespect anybody. Jeff, uh, Kyle, you know, all this week won a sprint car championship, did Indy 500 testing, and now wins a key NASCAR playoff race. Is, is there any way to put in perspective what this guy is doing with the, the broader motorsports landscape? Yeah, how do you win your own championship? That's what, that was my question. Uh, I mean, it's certainly a great week. You know, I was up there with him in Indy, and, and you know, it's just just like – kind of childhood dreams for me, him, his dad, you know, Rick Hendrick. I mean, just, you know, being up there at Indy was so special. Um, you know, and I, I felt like our teams, all of our teams had confidence coming into this race. I think that, you know, with, with the win earlier in the year, I think this track's been pretty good to us in the fall the last couple of years as far as speed. So there's a lot of confidence by everybody coming into this weekend. And, um, you know, other than the, the – unfortunate failure by the nine I, I thought the cars you know all continued to show speed you know throughout the day but um you know the conditions the the, the heat of the track and and just um um you know tires and 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 wear and all those things track position was just it was challenging it was a tough day so um you know to see them overcome the adversity and some of the challenges and 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 be able to to get it into victory lane and, and it'd be a, such a great race right down to the wire i mean that's uh that's what you want to see in this round of the playoffs going to the championship. We'll go Justin, then Jerry, then Jonathan. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Jeff, you're talking about the resilience of Kyle Larson, but what about the rest of the team? Because obviously you had the tire issues on Saturday and then more tire issues plaguing other people today. So from your perspective, what's going through your mind with the tire, constant tire issues just being nonstop? And then especially in that third stage, the, the runs are longer. So is that starting to be a concern seeing Bell close in and having that slight concern, is it going to push too hard and have a tire issue there and have that be detrimental? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our guys, from everything I was talking to them about, they were pretty conservative, I, I thought, today. And, and Goodyear kept giving reports back to them that all of our tires that they were looking at, I don't know if they were cutting tires apart looking at the inside shoulder, but they they, they kept coming back saying they look good, look good. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that's uh, that was too much of a worry, but, of course, You'd never know. You might get one tire that just reacts a little bit different, or maybe they push really hard, you know, on a restart. I felt like after the first run, I felt like the first run was the one that, that seemed to make everybody the most nervous because the speeds were fast, and Larson was out front and, you know, pushing it. So I was a little bit nervous about that. But there at the end, felt pretty good about it, but I, you never know. You know, it just I, – I've learned not just being a driver, but especially in this position when I have no control over it, that you don't – you just don't get your hopes up or get, you know, your your mind going there until that car tr crosses the checkered flag. And so, um, yeah, it was just great to see him you know, do that at the end. Jerry? Jerry Jordan, KickingTheTires.net. I'm going to make it a little controversial here. So how good is Kyle Larson, and is he a better driver than you are? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't have to race. I, I got my butt kicked by one guy, Hendrick Motorsports, as my teammate. I didn't need to have two of them. So, um, you know, I mean, you, you take a guy like Kyle and, 
and his capabilities and, and his talent. And he's impressed me with his work ethic too. You know, I, I wasn't sure how, you know, how, how he approached, um, you know, the Cup Series and and especially with Cliff and all the data and all the the, the homework that Cliff gives him. You know, in the meetings that they have, uh, Cliff's an intense guy and he brings a lot to the table. So that's a lot of information that you have to to uh, absorb. Uh, but but he's he stepped up to the plate and has, has done everything that that the organization could possibly ask out of him and, and then some and um, it's been a great you know relationship and um, you know th this year it's it's just all about getting the car and the team and everything to align they've kind of been up and down you know this year made made some mistakes earlier in the year but it seems like in the playoffs you know I, I feel like. Um, yeah, they've just been bringing fast race cars and, and stepping up to the plate. I mean, Texas was tough, right, because he was in such a good place. And, and you know, that battle, he and Bubba, and the result of that. Um, and, and then, you know, what happened in the road where you're like, oh, gosh, is this going to be a repeat of, of the year before? But, um, you know, I, I knew when they got through the Roval, this round was going to be extremely good for them. They, they just they run good, really, at all three of these tracks, but especially this one in Homestead. We're going to go to the Jonathan, then the Zach, then the Jim, then the Cole. John Field, the racing expert, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque. You know, looking through the years, uh, being at Hendrick Motorsports uh, in, internally, what do you believe Kyle Larson has, you know, brought to the team that, I guess, makes it different from previous years? Well, I, I think, you know, anybody that, that's bringing a high level of, of um, you know, talent and aggressiveness and speed to match up with the, the people that are building the cars and the people that, you know, it's about having confidence in one another. And, and I, you know, I'll, I'll remember the first time I, I met with Cliff Daniels and told him, you know, who, uh, who we were looking to be his new driver. And, and you saw, you know, he lit up, he was excited about that. And, and so, um, there's, there's certain drivers that, that bring that, um, not, not a lot of them, but, um, but but the ones that do instantly elevate up the team and and then like I said but you got to follow that up with you got to work hard at it too and and he's doing both of those things so it's a good combination. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Jeff, um, you you mentioned earlier how huge this is to get Kyle to the championship four locked in today. How, exactly how pivotal is it? What uh, Hendrick Motorsports obviously strives to bring championship caliber equipment to the racetrack every week, but what does this allow Cliff and the entire number five team to do that's different um, without the stress of worrying about Homestead or Martinsville? Yeah, I mean, it's different now with, you know, this car versus the old car. The old car, right, we always say, ooh, you know, now you can start thinking about ways you can twist and turn it and, you know, make it, make it a superior car when you go to Phoenix. But this car is way different than that. So um, certainly it allows them to... to take some stress off but but focus really on on the areas that they just need to focus on to keep the speed coming in the race cars i know cliff and this team and kyle they're they're going to want to go to homestead homestead and dominate there and and try to win there and and go to martinsville do the same you know they, these are not guys that are just going to sit back i think they're also going to be great team players they they the way that our teams are communicating and working together this year and, and just I, it's been progressing over several years but it's the best i've ever seen it right now and, and, you know, that's, that's what it takes, in my opinion, to go win a championship in Phoenix is, is a, a, a total team effort, total organization effort. And, um, you know, now that they're locked in, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they work with one another to try to get William, do, you know, do everything we can to get William in there and then uh, try to go battle it out among them in Phoenix. Go next to Jim. 
JimUtterMotorsport.com. Jeff, um, where are you, plug- Jim? All right, right here. Oh, there you are. Right. Sorry. Um, you look on paper, and Kyle wins both stages, and he leads the most laps, but nothing, it seems, with Kyle comes easy on the track. He does tend to want to, to when you do hit that the wall and nearly <laughs> spin out once or twice. <laughs> and I was just wondering, is that kind? And his ability to overcome those things is that just something that you guys grown accustomed to, and part of what makes him special? Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy knows how to win clearly, and and I mean, I think I think Cliff and he have some some real heart to heart you know discussions about some of those instances and on both sides i would say you know from from whether it's a strategy call or something uh, a misstep on on pit road uh or kyle and in research but it's more about being able to have the trust in one another where you can have those kind of hard conversations because you just want to get better you just want everybody to get better and, and they're they're able to do that actually kyle welcomes it I, every time i talk to him you know about some of those conversations he's like no i welcome it i i, I love the intensity, the passion that, that, that Cliff and the engineers bring and how they, they, you know, they want to push me at all times. So that, it's good. So, no, I don't, I don't think you can change that. You know, you don't want to change that in a guy like Kyle. If it's a new up-and-coming younger driver, you know, and, and you feel like those, those are conversations that need to be had, then, yeah, you, you have them. But I've, I've never had, that, had to have that one with, with Kyle. Okay, we're going to wrap here with Jeff with Cole. Cole Cusimano with the Arizona Republic. Um, Jeff, first off, congrats on the win. And then um, just want to fast forward to Phoenix, um, to the Xfinity side. You have Raja Carruth making the uh, start in the 17 car. Um, I would just love to know what you make of, of him and his driving abilities and what made him a good fit for the organization. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's so, um, uh, you know, cool that it's going to be at Phoenix uh, to have him in the car. I'm, that's the first time I ever met. Raj and his, and his dad was at Phoenix in the garage, maybe like the Arca Xfinity garage, and um, you know, just 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 meeting him for the first time was like, wow, this this kid seems very professional and 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 very driven and um, well spoken, and I was like, you know, I, I look forward to watching his career, and I, I've I've followed it along the way, and um, you you just never know what a driver is, is getting into as far as equipment. And and this time we're going to know, you know, he's going to be in, in good Hendrick Motorsports equipment. Uh, we've got to make sure we button up some things so we don't, you know, have a, a, an issue like we had at the Roval with uh, with Boris. But um, we're, we're looking forward to, to give him a, a good race car and a good race team. And I, I think I'd just like to see him go put a solid effort in there and, and, and just, you know, make every lap. I think it's probably going to be the most important thing first. Well, Jeff, before you get to Phoenix, you know you have Homestead to take care of next week and Martinsville the week after that, so good luck in the rest of the playoffs, and we'll see you in Phoenix. Yeah, great start and great round for us. We'll keep it going. Thank you. Take care now. We are going to continue on with our winner's press conference today with the crew chief of the number five, Hendrick Carr Chevrolet. Uh, my goodness, Cliff. I mean, what a, an amazing run there. I mean, you guys went through a little bit of everything today from speed to, to resilience and to an amazing finish. So walk us through the race from your perspective. Yeah, for sure. Certainly, a, uh, I think I would summarize it as just an all-around good team day. Um, contrary to some of the races that we've had this year, I think today was about the things that actually worked out and went our way versus things that didn't go our way. Um, you know, certainly after Kyle had the really loose moment off of two, we did get a little bit of damage from that, and, and the caution came out right away, which really saved that run for us, um, and it let us get to work on the car again. 
Uh, and then later in the race, when uh, we pitted from third, our, our pit crew did an amazing job, got us out with the lead. And then uh, Kyle did a great job at the end of the race. Uh, managing tires, you know, leading in the next-gen car is just really tough. And, uh, you know, even Bell, when he was out front, wasn't amazing. But then Bell, when he was second through fifth, was really good. Um, and, and so it's just a tough spot to be in. I thought Kyle did a great job managing that. And, uh, yeah, all in all, just a, a, really, a really solid all-around team day. On the floor for questions, we're going to start up front with Jenna and then go to Tom. Hey, Chris, congratulations, Jenna Fire AP. Um, Jeff was just in here before you, and, you know, we all we, we think, oh, they win the first race, they're locked in, the first one's locked in, you get this, like, vacation time to just think about Phoenix. And he said not so much with the new car. Uh, it, you know, if you, from your perspective, just why is that? I don't know that it's a lot different just because of the new car, but to me, just from the, the team exercise, you know, dynamic of things, you know, if we say, hey, we're just going to, uh, you know, cruise for the next two weeks, then you're not operating with the edge that I think you're going to need to win it in Phoenix. Um, you know, there's two more races to win. And so now that, you know, the way I see it is this, now that we're in the position that we're in, we get to play those races to win. You know, if it's a late call, if it's flipping a stage, you know, if a caution comes out, whatever it may be, versus having to play the race just for points, um, I, I think that's the position that it puts us in the next two weeks. But from the team exercise, um, I promise you, all those other guys are so good, they're going to be pushing so hard to try to win the next two weeks. I think we have to match that intensity so that we're going into Phoenix with the right level of intensity ourselves and, uh, you know, get there with strength. Yep. Go to Tom and then to Adam. Tom Zaleski, Iron County Today. Hi, Cliff. The, at the end of, near the end of stage one, when the yellow came out with 15, I think 15 to go, Bell went for two tires, but you, but you took four. How did that set you up for the rest of the race, knowing that you had the fresher tires and you still won the, won the stage anyway? Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, the call could have gone either way. We put on our qualifying scuffs at that point. I don't think anybody was going to, uh, you know, waste an entire set of stickers. Uh, so the call was either going to be put on your scuffs with 15 to go or maybe take rights. And, and I think you saw the, the mix of that from the field, guys who, who took four scuffs and guys who took rights. Um, and, and then, of course, that does save us a set of stickers for later in the race in case you need it. Um, and, and there was a lot of cautions in the way the weird, weird things played out. So I, I was glad that we had that set of stickers laying on the ground. Adam? Hey, Cliff. Adam Carabine from RacingRefresh.com. Um, how do you compare where your team is at this year compared to where you were at this stage a couple of years ago when you won the championship? I think uh, as a team, we are significantly stronger. Um, results don't show it at all. And, and if you look at the results chart, which I have in my office of the five team all year, it's just up and down. Um, but the reason that I say that is, you know, of course, we've had two more years to, to gel together, to work together. The chemistry has, has only gotten stronger. Um, but also because of what we've been through this year, where, you know, what I alluded to with the up and down finishes, um, let's be honest, some of those up and down finishes we created, you know, both the good and the bad. So it, it's a really good um, you know, team growth exercise to go through some of the tough times uh, and, and learn how to communicate and, and lean on each other and, and find the, you know, the core, you know, the core strength that you need to come out on the backside uh, of a weekend where maybe we screwed up or, or didn't get the result that we needed. Um, and there's just been a lot of learning and a lot of growth through that. And so I, I think, you know, the two years under our belt mixed with uh, such a volatile season that we've had, we, we've had to learn how to 
you know, play tough and be resilient. Um, I think our team is in a very, very strong position right now. We're going to go to the Zach, then to Kelly, then to Oliver. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Cliff, um, you talked about that resiliency. The timing of that caution, uh, you mentioned it was, it was critical and kind of saved, saved the race. Why was that so, so important for you guys to, to get that break then? Could you guys have continued throughout the, the course of that run without that caution um, and still been okay? I would say probably not. I, was it 30 to go in the run still at that point, 25 to go, something like that? Um, so two things with, with the big sideways moment off the corner, you know, our, our right rear tire was significantly, you know, heated up and hot, um, you know, from what that was. Plus we had the, the little bit of the damage, both of those kind of doubling down on making our car too loose, which it was already too loose that run. So now that would have been a lot of factors working against us to go the next 25 laps. Um, you know, even the lap times after things kind of settled back in, we were two to three tenths off the pace uh, from what everybody was running in the top 10. So had that run carried out, I mean, we may have finished that run 14th or 15th, I really don't know. Um, and, and then that really sets you up for an uphill battle for the rest of the day. So the, the timing of the caution probably saved our day in, in all reality. Kelly? Kelly, CrownRacer.com. Cliff, you came over the radio, I believe it was, after the checkered and said a lot of blessings came this team's way this weekend, and I'm just curious what you meant by that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, <laughs> you know, our, my faith, you know, my faith in Jesus Christ as a person this year has had to grow a lot just because of what we've been through, and I've had to learn how to be humble and, and be smart and, uh, and, and lean on the faith to get through a lot of different situations, and I fully acknowledge that uh, while we have complained some weekends that they haven't gone the five teams' way, uh, yesterday in practice we made it either 14 or 15 laps, and a, a chunk came out of our right rear tire as the tire was separating, but it never lost air and we didn't crash. So that, that is just a, that is an instant away from us going to a backup car like the nine car unfortunately had to. Um, so it starts with yesterday of, of that tire not completely failing. Um, and then today, like I just mentioned, you know, a few moments ago, the, the caution kind of saved our day after we had the big moment off of two. Um, and, and the adjustments that we made in the car kind of helped the car throughout the day. Restarts worked out for us. Um, and then the money stopped where we came down through road third and came out with a lead. Like all of those things, in, in my mind, were a lot of blessings that, that worked out for us and went our way. Um, you know, we're, we're not saying that, you know, things don't happen for a reason in the past, but we've certainly had some difficult days where we've walked away, uh, you know, pretty sad and, and dejected. But, uh, um, you know, the big man upstairs was certainly looking out for us this weekend. Hi. We did. Yep. Really sideways off two. And if you watch the, I think there's a camera on the back straightaway that shows us off of two. Um, the wall kind of saved us to keep from completing the spin, and and that knocks the tail over just a little bit and and frees the car up. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm from Germany. Oliver, my name. Yeah. Uh, in Germany, is Nesca not? so famous like in the United States. Can you tell me from you what makes NASCAR so special and what are the most important skills for a, such as for a NASCAR driver like you? NASCAR driver like Larson. Um, so I, I think what makes cup racing so special in the context of global motorsports, um, I follow F1 a lot, I follow the IndyCar series a lot. Um, you know, the, those, those series are very tight. I, I, I would argue that IndyCar is probably a little bit tighter than, than F1 as far as the, the strength of the grid goes. Um, but in cup racing, there are legitimately 20 to 22 teams any given week that can win. That is very powerful. 
and, and a lot of that is the, the parity of the next-gen car, and a lot of that is you just have a very collective, high IQ group of people here um, that are all operating at a very high level, pit crews and drivers and teams, um, and, and there's just so much, you know, commonality and so much parity in, in the way the top 20 to 22 teams are. Um, you know, I, I, I would fully acknowledge that if restarts would have gone differently at some point of the day, a guy who ran, you know, in the backside of the top 10 or somewhere between the top five and the top 10, like I think, think of the eight car. The eight car had a great day today. If, if things would have happened differently on pit road and the eight car comes out with the lead, the eight car probably wins. Um, that, that's just how competitive our sport is. And, and so to me, you know, to have an international appeal, um, it's, got, it's got to rest on how tough it is to execute a cup race nowadays um, and, and how tough the competition is. You, you are one, you know, one fraction of an inch, one little moment away uh, from either winning or, or not winning, which is a, a, a very um, razor-thin margin that may not exist you know, around the rest of the world. We're going to go to Cole, then to Justin, and we'll wrap with Mitchell, and then Bob. Cole Kusaman with the Arizona Republic. Cliff, uh, congratulations. You alluded to the money stop, and um, I'm just curious. The five teams always lights out on pit road, but it seems like in those crucial money stop moments, they're always able to overcome. What is it about that, that moment that the team is able to just rally and uh, execute on a consistent basis? There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of experience on the team, um, it, which I, I think is very valuable. Guys who have been in the moment, been in that situation before. Um, and plus the talent. I mean, you know, the, the talent is easy to speak to. There's a lot of really good, talented, fast teams on pit road. But the experience that our guys have and, and how, how hard we push ourselves. We, we, we set our standard very high. We set our expectations very high. So if we don't have a race that, that's great on pit road, um, you know, we go back, we talk about it, we beat each other up a bit, try to learn what we need to do to improve. And so, uh, you know, for, for a caliber of a group like that, where you know their experience speaks for itself, you know the, their accomplishments speaks for themselves. Um, they do a great job of continuing to be hungry for more, continuing to learn, continuing to get better. Nobody rests on on the wins of the past or the experience of the past. Um, you know th those guys are always striving to get better. So it makes it a great combination. On the money stop is when you mix together, uh, you know that endeavor to continue to improve, plus the experience they have. Um, you know, they know how to have, uh, you know, ice water in their veins and, and just get it done. Justin? Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Cliff, I was asking Jeff earlier um, about all the tire issues from Saturday and then even more today. You are talking about Kyle's resistance, r resilience personally on the track, but what about the team and having to face those troubles on Saturday and then having that in the back of your mind when you're seeing other cars having tire issues throughout the day today, and then especially in that final stage having longer runs, did that ever cross your mind, or what's going through your mind when you, when you see that, and especially Bell closing on those final laps and, and having that maybe in the back of your head? I would say everything you just described was playing into my head, you know, throughout the whole race, and um, the, the tire, you know, issues on Saturday were a little bit of a surprise, I, I think, to the field based on where... Um, you know, everybody was on tire settings in the spring. Pace was certainly fast yesterday. Pace was fast today, um, you know, with, with the track temp being a little bit cooler, ambient air temp being a little bit cooler, especially yesterday. Um, so, so that was something that overnight we knew we had to, to go a different direction on where we were on air pressure and be a lot more conservative. 
and, and with that brings a little bit of the unknown on, on getting your car balanced right. And I'm just going to be honest, we, we missed it at the start of the day. I know Kyle got out to the lead, but we were obviously way too loose, you know, the first run of the race. We got passed um, and, and had to do a lot of work on our car throughout the day uh, that was partly because of, you know, the direction that we had to go as a response, you know, to the tire issues from yesterday. Um, so, yeah, you know, that put us in the mindset of, of trying to play conservative, but then also, to your point, having to rely on the guys over the wall to make a lot of changes to the car and get the car dialed in uh, for, for what our conditions and our air pressure platform was today. Mitchell? Cliff, um, Mitchell Brewer, Black Hat Sports. Earlier this season, right over here, uh, earlier this season, you guys probably should have won the Vegas race had it not been for a late caution. What's it mean to come back here, have another dominant day, and then actually finish the job? <laughs> very, very special and, and quite a relief. Um, you know, to be honest, though, there, there's a lot of the, the intermediate cup races this year that have come down to a, a late caution. So we were, uh, our, our gears were spinning, you know, on top of the pit box and, and behind pit wall, trying to make sure we had our air pressure adjustments right and we knew what our pit call was going to be, you know, if, if a late caution came out. And, uh, you know, fortunately it didn't. Uh, but I like to think that we were, we were probably more prepared uh, had it come out than, than what we've been earlier in the season. Go to Bob and then we'll wrap with Dustin. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I have a couple. The first, how many drivers spin like that or have spin like that, kiss the wall, and are able to still keep control of the car and win a race? Probably not many. Probably not many. Huge credit to him. Um, I got interviewed earlier, and they said, hey, how, 1 to 10, how would you rate, how would you rate that? Larson State. I was like, man, everybody wants to give it a 10. I'll give it a 9-4. And they're like, 9-4? Well, we hit the wall. I mean, if he wants a 10, don't hit the wall. But it was, it, was, it was a ridiculous save. Ridiculous save. Yeah. And we always hear people say, hey, you got to celebrate every win because you never know if it's, it's going to be your last. But uh, so I'm curious, is there any celebration on your part? Or are you like, I'm not celebrating till Phoenix? Um, I, I think as a team, we all have been looking forward so much to a moment like this when, when you know, our day goes, does go well and things do go right that – I would say when I go see the team after this, we'll probably celebrate, have a drink, um, take a few minutes and just, you know, reminisce on the day. And then uh, when we wake up tomorrow morning, we're going to be ready to go for Homestead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Cliff, the, uh, the, pit, the caution shortly after the end of the first stage where the 19 stayed out. Uh, I know you guys took four, some others took two. Um, can you take me through your, your thinking, your mindset? Was there ever consideration to stay out? Was there ever consideration to do anything other than four? And were you surprised to see the 19 stay out? If I'm saying this right, which I, I think I'm describing it right, a lot of guys up front at that point were on rights with a lot of laps on their lefts. I believe us and a handful of other guys were on our qualifying scuffs. So in our position, we were committed, no matter what, because it was our qualifying scuffs, that we were pitting and going to take four no matter what. Um, guys that had committed to rights, of course, with a lot of laps on their lefts, they would be committed to four. Um, where the 19, the 11, another car that, that you mentioned, I think those guys, because they had taken four stickers, we had four scuffs, other guys had two stickers. Because they had taken four stickers, I think that put them in a little bit more of a versatile position to either stay or put on two right side tires. And, and obviously the 11 made it work. You know, the 11 had the lead and um, wasn't fast enough to go get away, but was fast enough to defend on rights. So obviously that was a great call and it worked out for him. And, and, and 
Maybe it doesn't mean as much because with, when the 19 staying out, nobody else did. He's behind two, got two and four tires. So I guess the assumption is they're just going to get eaten up. But when you see the nine, you know, one car, a lead type car, stay out, does that raise an eyebrow? Or you're so focused on what you've got to do, and you're like, okay, we'll we'll just go get them. I, I think had our day been a little bit calmer, and, and I wasn't so focused on trying to adjust on our car. I can't remember if we had hit the wall by that point. Forgive me. Um, we, we had a lot of things that we were trying to work through with our day. Uh, certainly my expectation for the restart when I saw the 19 out front is that he was going to go lead for a bit and, and you know, knowing how, how tough and how good Denny is in those type of situations, even being on rights, I expected those two cars are going to be really tough at the front of the field. Um, you know, the 11 made it work. Again, he had fresh rights and, and I guess the, the 19, I guess that just shows us that, you know, with nine or 10 or however many laps it was on their tires, that just wasn't the grip that he needed. Yeah. Well, Cliff, congratulations again. Uh, good luck next week in Homestead, and we'll see you at NASCAR Championship Weekend for the NASCAR Cup Sounds Series great. Championship Race. And now we are joined by our race-winning driver, Kyle Larson, with the number five Hendrick Chevrolet. And I tell you what, Kyle, uh, you punched your ticket to the Championship Four in Phoenix with uh, what an incredible run out there. Walk us through the race from your perspective. Yeah, no, it was a, a really good race for, for us and our team. You were able to get to the lead early, and was kind of struggling my balance out out in the lead early in the race I was really loose and um they had to make some big adjustments and, and got our balance to a better spot and still wasn't quite perfect and uh had some cautions work out in the first stage to get the first stage win um then the second stage you know I got really loose and about crashed off a of two and then the caution came out shortly after that um kind of got to re-rack them and put new tires on and um go in that stage so just a lot of cautions fell at the right time throughout the race. Same thing in the third stage. And then, you know, the pit crew did a great job on that final stop to get us control of the race and um, kind of stretch out enough to where, you know, I knew they were going to be coming um, at the end and just uh, was going to hope that I had enough time to hold on, which thankfully we did. Okay, we'll open the floor for questions. We're going to start with Zach and then go to Jeff. Zach Sterniello, NASCAR.com. Kyle, congratulations on this. Um, that finish uh, with Bell right, right on your tail and closing the gap, were you confident through three and four that you were going to be able to hold him off? What was going through your mind there? No, I wasn't confident. When the, you know, the 43 let us go, which I was very thankful for, and then I was like the whole way down the back, I'm like, come on. I was hoping the 38 was going to run the middle or, or top because I wanted that clean air for the bottom. And when he pulled down the bottom, I knew I couldn't follow him because um, it was just going to choke me down too much. And and I wasn't, I didn't really know what to do at that point. So I thought my best bet or, or an opportunity for me to at least hold on the lead off of four was to go to the middle and, and hope that it had enough grip. I hadn't been there that, that, that whole run. And so, yeah, I peeled to the middle and uh, was really loose and knew that Christopher was going to be able to get a run. And thankfully he wasn't able to get to my outside before he got to the exit. Um, and then kind of looked at my mirror and just had to zig and zag a little bit. And uh, he hit me square in the back bumper, and you know, kind of closed off the wind for me. So, um, yeah, got much closer than I wanted it to, but uh, thankfully we were able to edge, us, edge out a win. And, and thankfully, you know, Christopher ran ran us really clean there off of four. Second question: You gave him that thumbs up coming back to Victory Lane, uh, passing him on pit road. What's the respect level between the two of you, and especially how things played out at the end? Yeah, I mean that was that was. You're just me kind of showing respect and saying thanks in a way for you having us race it out. Obviously, you know, I'm happy because I won. Um, 
but you know he's always been a, a really fair, clean racer. Um, you know we've had numbers and numbers of battles um, in in stock cars, but most mostly you know in dirt track and. And I'm typically the one that is the aggressor or the aggressive one in our in our battles, and um, probably push the limit of being dirty sometimes. So, you know, for him to continue to race me clean, you know, I, I definitely have a ton of respect for him. You know, always always have. You know, he's in my opinion one of the best race car drivers in the world, and could do everything that I get to do outside of of NASCAR if if his team would let him. So. Um, you know, it's just uh, fun to get to battle with a guy like that. I knew his car was going to be good the whole race. Um, you know, I got to lead right off the bat, and then he was kind of he was better than me there the first run. So I knew he was going to be the guy to beat probably all race. So, yeah, just uh, a lot of fun, and um, glad we were able to come out the winner. We're going to go to Jeff, then the Jero, then the Jonathan, then Jerry. My question is in a similar vein, uh, vein to Zach's um, in terms of, like, the shared background that you guys have and all the, the chili bowl battles and various midget battles and stuff like that. Like, is there any special significance to take that and duel here on like a, a bigger uh, high profile spotlight? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how fans view it, but, but I really enjoy getting to, you know, race a guy in the cup series that, you know, when we were starting out racing with each other, we weren't either of us in the cup series. So, um, you know, I think, you know, his story and, and all of that with, with me being with Toyota and then not, you know, moving forward with them and then them kind of pushing him along you know, after they felt like they lost an opportunity on me, you know, was kind of, I, I feel like I'd take pride a little bit in that, that, you know, he is in the Cup Series maybe partly because of, of me. Um, but then, too, I mean, he, he kicked my ass for a few years straight, like every race. I don't know if I ever beat him. Um, so, yeah, I had to work. He made me work really hard to get better as a driver, uh, especially on the dirt track stuff. So, um, and then yeah, we've had our, our run-ins along the way. Um, you know, just tight racing for wins and stuff. And um, and then now I feel like we're we actually get along and, and we talk quite a bit and um, and then get to race you know, with a lot of respect on on Sundays um, on TV in front of millions of race fans. So yeah, it's cool and um, just need to. Uh, get to race with a guy like that and, and I'm sure he'll be you know one of the guys to beat at Phoenix too when he's in the final four. Kyle back here. Um, Herogera, UNLV Road Report. Can you just like walk me through your week right you had you won the sprint card championship I mean did the Indy 500 rookie orientation now you lock yourself into the championship for what's this week like been emotionally for you? Yeah no I mean it's been a, a memorable week uh, a little bit maybe crazier than normal but but my weeks stay pretty crazy so it, it felt pretty normal in, in a way you know um was was awesome obviously to to close out the high limit championship on tuesday at, at lincoln park and then you know from there get focused on driving the indy car for the first time that all went really smooth and was an awesome experience getting to to do something i've dreamt of for a long time and that's just make laps in indy car at, at indianapolis motor speedway so yeah the rop went great and then uh you know, came here to Vegas knowing that we were going to have a car capable of winning and um, was able to get the job done uh, without, you know, or with a lot of luck along the way. So um, just a cool week and, and one that I'll definitely never forget. Go next to Jonathan. Jonathan. 
Jonathan Field, the racing expert at ESPN Radio Albuquerque. Uh, just want to know what was going through your mind when you were sliding out for turn two. Yeah, I mean, well, I was getting really loose um, at that point. Um, and it's so bumpy in one and two that, you know, when you are loose, it makes it even worse going across those bumps. And I got a little out of shape, had a moment. And thought I had it saved, but usually when you do that, it just it just aggravates things, and it stepped out really quick. And honestly, we was you know thought, thinking I was just gonna spin and then hit the inside wall. And about that time, you know, I clipped the outside wall and uh, got lucky, and then um, was just <laughs> thinking that I was gonna do it again because now my right rear tire was scorched, like it was I was so loose, you know, for the next however many laps before the caution came out. But thankfully, that caution came out kind of got to take a deep breath and and really just forget about that um try to forget about that moment as quick as possible and um get refocused on the race ahead as a follow-up how do you think the racing on intermediates has evolved with the gen 7 car over the last year so yeah i mean i think the the intermediate stuff i don't know how it looked on tv but from my from my vantage point i thought this was a great race like it was the leader never like as big as a lead that the leader got to was as much as I did that last run, and then yeah, they were able to still catch me at the end, and, and we have a photo finish, basically. Um, so whatever it is about the next-gen car, and I'm sure it was just an accident when they built it, but um, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that, like, you know, negatively. But, you know, they I don't think anybody can draw a car up to where you're almost at a disadvantage while leading. But with the next-gen car... The leader just, I don't know what it is, but, like, you have so much more load, you know, with the clean air on your car that, you know, it wears, you wear out the right retire so much faster. So that's why, you know, the leader always gets loose. That's why, I mean, Bell was really loose in front of us, the run before the last one. You know, there was, like, five, six, or seven of us all close to him. Um, every run, the leader, you know, is he has the most of a balance shift throughout the run. So, yeah, it just makes the racing really tight because – the leader has his hands full after 15, 20 laps um, and can't really get away. So that's what I was fighting with at the end. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool because, you know, on TV, you know, it keeps us all really close and, and the finishes seem to be you know, really exciting because of it. We're going to go to Jerry, then the Kelly, then the Tino, then the Joe. Jerry Jordan kicking the tire side net. You actually, in 14 laps, you, uh, the final 14, you went from like 1.5 seconds ahead to 0.08 at the line. So needed to know those numbers or anything but that was how much he was gaining on you yesterday you came in here and you said you like this track you like this round now you're locked into you know the championship what's your plan what's your goal and you know do you just trophy hunt for the rest of the um yeah i mean it's it's obviously it's nice to win and lock in and and you can focus on on phoenix but at the same point you you can't really look too far ahead of yourself. You know, there's still two other races before then that, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself going to Homestead. I want to have a, a great run there, and I want to dominate, honestly. Um, I want to, you know, win both stages by 15 seconds and win the race by 30. So um, that's that's my goal. Um, so I, I, I'm not thinking really ahead of Homestead yet. And then, you know, Martinsville as well. You know, I want to go there and have another good run like we had earlier this year. And, go into Phoenix with a lot of confidence and momentum. So, you know, if I think if, if tomorrow I started worrying about Phoenix and then had two bad runs at Homestead and Martinsville, I think, you know, that would kill our momentum and confidence for, for Martinsville or, sorry, for Phoenix. So 
just uh, put a lot of pressure on myself and our team to to not get complacent and, and treat every race like it's like it like it means something. Kelly Crandallracer.com. Kyle, that kind of blows where I was going to go with this question because you you have these two weeks and you've spoken about how it helps just mentally to have these two weeks to not have to worry. So let me shift it this way then. In 2021, when you went into the championship four, you had never been there before. You didn't know what to expect. It was all new for the first time. So even as you focus on Homestead and Martinsville, though, is, is how will this feel different having that experience knowing what's ahead for Phoenix when you get past these two weeks and not having to go in eyes wide open? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough saying. I, I don't really know if anything about when I was in the Final Four at Phoenix last time surprised me. Um, because I mean, although I've never, I hadn't been in the Final Four before, you're still part of the race. So you know, it's still another race. I, I think on that aspect, it doesn't really, ch it didn't change anything then. Um, you know, maybe I guess just seeing how the media week's going to be different this year versus then. You know, we were still kind of COVID maybe a little bit then. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think more than anything, it just I'm glad that I won, obviously, and locked in. But I'm I'm I like that now I can go to Homestead Martinsville and just race. Like you're not really focused on points. Like you can be a little more aggressive now. Um, you're trying to, yeah, just win, really, um, is the goal. And, and at the same point, you know, you don't want to piss anybody off, um, you know, before we, get to, before we get to Phoenix. So that's also a goal um, is to, you know, race everybody fairly and, and not, you know, be a part of the story, uh, really, um, the next couple of weeks other than winning would be great. But, yeah, I don't know, just uh, try not to get too far ahead of ourselves, really. Hey, Kyle, uh, congrats on the win. We talked yesterday about how you felt William Byron had the advantage in being the championship favorite. Does winning this race now give you the edge? I don't know. Um, William still had a really good day, and, you know, car speed-wise was probably off of what they're used to having here, it seems like, this year. But, um, again, I mean, he took what he had and made the most of it today. So uh, I haven't seen the points, but I still don't uh, take my eyes off of William at all, him and his team have just they've done the best job overall from start of the weekend to the end of the weekends every weekend um whether they win or not they're they seem to maximize their days so um yeah but you know there's a lot of tough competitors too i think ryan blaney honestly he surprised me today you know i felt like this wasn't going to be a, a great round for him but uh, or at least start of a round and, and i thought he did a great job today um and every every one of the teams in the round of eight I think we're up there kind of battling so um yeah it'll be interesting as we now go into these next two and you know thankfully we've got the win and don't have to worry about points go to Joe then to Adam then the Colton will wrap Zach Joseph I go racing experts Kyle uh Phoenix in the spring obviously was a great race for you you guys led the most laps uh the four ends up catching you and then a couple wild restarts at the end ultimately spoiled it what can you, or what stands out when you look back at that day, and what can you take from that day in the, the championship race? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I take from it was just a missed opportunity to win on, on my part. Um, you know, the team did everything on their end to get us in position to win, and uh, again, you know, William just executed a better restart than me and was able to to get that win. So there's, you know, it sucks to not win, but there's so much to be learned from that. 
um, that that final restart and, and just really the way the whole race played out. So, yeah, I mean, I'll study that a lot in case I'm in that position again and, and try to do a better job going forward. Um, but, yes, Phoenix was a great track for us. Short tracks really in general have been um, our strong suit, you know, this year. So um, would love to go to Phoenix and have a, a great car again. But um, as as you saw today, you know, versus the spring, you like William and I were way better than the field in the spring here and, and look at the field. Like everybody got a lot better coming back. So it's going to be the same thing at Phoenix when we get there in a few weeks. Everybody's going to be a lot better than they were, you know, in, in the spring. So just got to uh, work really hard and study and, and try to execute a good weekend. Hey, uh, Kyle, uh, Adam Carabine, RacingRefresh.com. Um, I know you won the championship two years ago. How does this year feel different as a group? Um, do you feel you're coming in with less wins, I guess, but how does it feel different? Uh, honestly, it, do, it feels a, very similar. I mean, I know in the win column it, it doesn't show that, but you know, sheer speed and stuff, I, I feel like we've been very similar. We were in 2021. Um, you know, we've probably contended for as many wins as we did then. Just uh, it's just tougher. These next gen races are tougher to win than it was back then. Is all so. Um, in a lot of ways, like I said, it feels similar, and I've said that all along since the beginning of the year. You know, this this feels very similar to 2021. So, thankfully, we're in position like we were in 2021, and hopefully, we can you know cap it off like we did then too. Cool. Cool. Guzman with the Arizona Republic. Congrats on the win, Kyle. Um, we've seen your team time and time again just be lights out on pit road, and specifically on the money stop. Um, I'm curious what that does for you in the race car. Is that like pump you up? Like, what do you? get out of that when you have a really fast stop for the, the money stop i love cautions and i love pit stops <laughs> i i do i look forward to coming down pit road um i have got a ton of confidence in my my guys and they show today you know why they're one of the best on pit road hendrick motorsports as a whole really you know all four teams even the development teams all do a great job so that's a huge thank you to the coaching staff and and everybody there in the pit department. So, um, yeah, they've had to work on it, though, for sure. You know, last year we were not ranked great on pit road, um, where this year, you know, we've been in the top two or three all season long. So, yeah, I definitely look I look forward to coming down pit road uh, right now because I know my guys can, can get me out in front. Good deal. Well, Kyle, congratulations on the victory. Good luck next week in Homestead, and we'll see you in the championship four. Yep, thank you. All right, Kyle in the championship four. First year competing in the new car. So uh, as far as could be the his first time as a winner champion in the new car. So, uh, guys, we, we'll probably be on tomorrow afternoon also. we got some guests coming up from Homestead, Florida. Weather's going to be great at Homestead. Come on and enjoy one last uh, summer, the end of the, before the beginning of cold weather starts up north. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Keep that line up. 
Congratulations, Raleigh Hurst. Hurst Infinity Race in his hometown. That makes We're packing up to go to Homestead, baby. Flying out to Phoenix. They told us time. We're going to watch the sun set together. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.